Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Welcome to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. We are your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week. Here, covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. Alright, here we are for the recaps, starting with week number 8. Now, week eight definitely had some good matchups. You had some teams really trying to make that one last run or that push for some pretty good positive momentum going into the next, the ticket tournament. Now, uh, first game we have on the docket, we had 76ers taking on Nets GC. One thing to keep in mind about this game, both teams come in really trying to make that push for the playoffs. Same exact records, five and four. On top of that, you had the Nets, had a bye week in week six, or in week seven. So here they are. They haven't played in a little bit, but they did try something interesting. So during their bye week, they actually went with a change. They moved Lav, and what they did was they switched him to the shot-creating, sharp-shooting archetype, and they talked about how he was really, really dominant in terms of scrimmages. Here's the problem. Scrimmages do not a game make. It's very similar to a good, a good example would be right now we're in NBA draft season, and right around that time you have people being talked up as far as being good in workouts. Well, it's one thing to be good against a folding chair. It's another to be good against an actual player. And this was a good example of just that. Uh, one person I saw talked about how this is one of the worst games we've ever seen from a point guard. And, and honestly, how about from just a team perspective? Look at it this way. If your point guard can't get the job done, and if he's really bad, let's say turning the ball over and not being able to set their guys up, 
it's already going to hurt you just because of what he's going to lack. But then you look at the rest of the squad and you see that they're not able to perform either because they're not getting set up from their players. There are too many turnovers. There's so many issues stemming from having a bad point guard play. And this game was no different. The only player you really saw that was able to kind of get himself going at least a little bit enough to get a double-double was Shockey. But aside from that, how about some of these statistics? 23 turnovers from the Nets as a whole. But not even just that, 10 turnovers for Lav alone. I think that really tells you uh, kind of what or how this game went for Nets GC. Nets, of course, now move to 500. And unfortunately, I'm not sure they're ever going to go with this route again because this was as ugly as it gets. Now, part of the issue they ran into is not just the fact that what they tried here didn't work. Add to that, 76ers have been playing really, really good basketball. Think about this. They were the first team, the only team to beat the Mavs in the regular season. That really says something. Radiant has been really, really fantastic, has been able to show up night in and night out. Let's take a look at a few other things as well in this game. We talk about the importance of turnovers, but Nets GC in the second half, 14 total points. That's the amount of points the 76ers had in just quarter three. You wonder why you lose this game. Now, final score is 50-37, to 37, but I would argue the score is actually closer than the game really was. Now, looking at the 76ers, we give the MVP award to Radiant. Very solid game from him. 22 points, one rebound, four assists, and a steal with three turnovers. But that's not the whole story. We got to add to it Steez. How about Steez's game? Nine points, six rebounds, three assists, nine steals. That's right, nine steals. How about Breadwinner? Breadwinner, nine steals, 22 steals overall for the 76ers. You want to know how you win a basketball game? That's how. You absolutely dominate on the defensive end. For the Nets, I do have to give a shout-out to Shockey. Seven of nine from the field to get those 14 points, 12 rebounds, one assist, and two steals. A lot to like from him, but other than that, mostly just bleh. Sorry, Nets, it was not your week as you fall again 52-37. All right, next game we have is Knicks Gaming, Lakers Gaming. This one was definitely a a much better game than you got from that first Nets game versus 76ers. So uh, both these teams come in uh, really struggling on the season. Neither one of these teams is, is doing much. They both have a single win on the season. Now, total, the Knicks have won three games uh, of basketball this year in the 2K League. And how about this? Two of them have come against the Lakers. So you're talking about a Knicks team that's bad and a Lakers team that's even worse. Now, the big name in this game for the Knicks, Goofy757, was definitely the player to watch. How about his final stat line? 16 points, 15 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, and a block. 8 of 11, just fantastic, efficient shooting. Now, he wasn't the only player you got from. You got good production out of I Am Adam. You got good production out of Original Malik and Haza UK. So you're talking about a whole team was able to show up in this game. Again, was it really that the Knicks showed up or is it that the Lakers are just that bad? Honestly, probably a little bit of both. Now, the one thing that you saw is that the Lakers, while they did not play well in this game, they surprisingly were actually able to have a last or a chance late in the game to find a way to pull this one off. They had a lead in the fourth quarter, albeit just by one point, but that's a step in the right direction, and they had a chance. But again, in this typical Laker fashion, they could not finish it off. And the final score in this one, 66 
to 57 was your final. And just like that, Knicks are no longer in last place. Obviously, the Lakers are, though, and that is a big struggle for them. Now, if you want to look at the Lakers, was there anything that you liked from what they were able to do? They made some changes, very similar to what we talked about with the with the Nets. Uh, they moved Vert to point guard, and uh, he was able to uh, you know, be very successful in that regard. Now, control was moved to shooting guard. Didn't make much of a difference. So it's one of those things where you can experiment. And when you're doing this poorly, I think it's good to experiment not only for the rest of the season, but to get an idea of what your team looks like because you're not going to be able to hold on to everybody. And so you're going to have to find a way to get productivity out of certain players and figure out who is going to be a part of your roster going forward. Again, 66-57, that is your final Knicks take this one. Uh, Player of the game for the Knicks. Got to give it to Goofy. 16 points, 15 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, a block, 3 turnovers. Although Adam, I will say Adam the first with uh, 16 and 10 and no turnovers. Very solid performance from him as well. For the Lakers, we talked about the importance of Vert and how he had a good game. 18 points, 8 assists, 2 steals. Man, 5 turnovers though. Not going to get the job done. Again, Lakers fall in what so far has been the best game of the night, but that is a very low bar. Unfortunately, things do not get worse for game or for night number one. We have Wizards District taking on Raptors Uprising. Again, I watch every single one of these games, really hoping for a close matchup. You don't want to see really blowouts, things like that. But unfortunately, this was a game that did not necessarily follow that trend. Now, I will say, if you're a fan of blowouts, make sure you watch this game. And even if you're not, it's still a good game to watch because you get an idea for these squads. Don't forget... All games can be found on Twitch. You can watch them on YouTube. They do have highlights available. They have different ways to watch. If you don't have a ton of time to watch all you know, all the hours of the 2K League, you can still stay informed. Make sure that you do so, aside from listening to our show, of course. Now, looking at the squad as a whole, Wizards District coming to this one, quite a number of games under 500. You're not exactly thinking there's a lot of expectations. You also have the Raptors that are a little better, but still just sitting right around that 500 mark. Not much to brag about. Now, for this game, we got just an absolute clinic as far as offensive performance is concerned from Wizards District, whether it was Reese to God, Day Fry. You got really, really good production from them. And how about this? Uh, Reese to God and Day Fry. Uh, there were 22 points scored in the first quarter. They scored 18 of those points, if that really tells you how things were to go in this game. But ultimately, it was a team game where you really got fantastic uh, effort uh, top to bottom on the roster. Now, despite uh, the good shooting from Wizards District, here's the issue. Bad defense. And a lot of that was really trying to cheat the system. You watch games where you see a guy try to cut into that passing lane and maybe make a chance to get some sort of a turnover or a steal. And and that was a big issue. And that was really the only reason that the Raptors were able to be a part of this game. Uh, other than that, you really would have seen what ended up being a, a more of a blowout than it was. Now, the final score in this one, 78-61. to 61. And sadly enough, with a 70 70- or a 17-point win by the Wizards, it actually could have been much worse. And one of the big reasons they were able to get this win by this much is a really dominant fourth quarter, especially when they started off. 9-2 to two was their advantage uh, to start off that fourth quarter, and that really set the tone for the fourth quarter. We talked about how it was a team effort in almost all. So four out of five of the Wizards players were able to score in double digits. Now, MVP of this game, 
It could go to a few players. It really could. But ultimately, I'm going to give it to Reese. 19 points, 7 assists, a rebound, 2 steals, although 4 turnovers, not exactly ideal. Looking over to the Raptors' side of things, there was uh, one guy that definitely stood out, uh, Kenny with a double-double, 17 and 10 uh, with assists. Sick had 24 points, but ultimately just not enough there. As far as turnovers were concerned, only 11 for Raptors, and they did have 19 assists. So there were some things that you look to build upon, being smart with the basketball, being good facilitating. Those are things they can take to the ticket tournament and to the rest of the season that can hopefully get them some wins. But this week, they did lose again. Final score, 78-61. to Wizards beat the Raptors. Next up, we have Hawks. Talon GC taking on Lakers, and this was by far the best matchup we had on night number one. Honestly, not really close uh, as far as games that were close. Now, going into this one, Lakers, as we talked about, were the worst team in the league. They had dropped to 21st, and you're taking on a Hawks team that at times have looked like a really, really good squad. So you start to wonder what this game is going to bring. I would argue coming into this one, You'd hope the Lakers would have a sense of pride and and find a way to put together a better effort than they have been. But again, the Hawks have been playing pretty good. Now, from start to finish, this was a very good game. Again, you want to make sure you check this out. If you missed it, I want you to tune in, whether it's Twitch, whether it's YouTube, find highlights, find full games. This is a game you definitely want to watch. It was a one-point game after the first quarter. And how about at halftime? It was a tie game. Let that sink in. Both these teams really, really wanted this win. Hawks trying to get closer to 500. How about the Lakers just trying to get win number two on the season? Second half was more of the same. And heading into that final quarter, into the fourth, it was a one-point advantage for the Lakers. And it was at that point, you finally got the Lakers able to really put their foot to the gas. They were able to go on a little bit of a run. And just like that, they were up seven points off of an 8-0 to run. And that was really all she wrote. Uh, they were able to, the biggest lead that they got was to eight, but it never got that much closer. Final score in this one was big in part to the Lakers closing out the game strong. 54-48 to is your final Lakers take this one. Uh, looking at the Hawks themselves, Dapoy shots, very solid performance from him, and, and that was really good to see, but not very efficient, and that was a big, uh, that was a big turning point. You've got to have efficient. We talk about how the MVPs, the guys that we really want to point out in all these games, have been very efficient from the field, and efficiency was definitely an issue in this game for the Hawks. For the Lakers, got to give the player of the game, from, in my estimation, to Vert, 19 points, one rebound, 10 assists, a steal, just two turnovers. He had a very productive night in this win and in the loss earlier. Vert was special. Looking over at Hawks, uh, you know, you got a pretty good performance from Boy Shots. 21 points, six rebounds, an assist and a steal. But again, 16 shots, what it took for him to get just 21 points. You're definitely hoping for uh, better consistency from him, or at least maybe a little more efficient as far as he's concerned, that's a lot of shots to have to take to get to that point. Again, your final score, Lakers take it and get their second win of the season, 54-48 to over the Hawks. Final game of the night, you have Knicks Gaming taking on Wizards District, and honestly, we're not going to touch on this game very much. You want to know why? Final score, how about this? 
81 to 55. After one quarter, Wizards are up by seven. They somehow, this is the crazy part. Uh, this is this tells you just what kind of a half, tale of two halves is a good title for this game. So they had a seven-point advantage after quarter number one. But how about quarter two? If you take a look at that quarter specifically, Knicks somehow won it. So you're talking about a three-point advantage. They were 17 to 14 in that quarter two. And so just like that, it's a four-point game. And that was all she wrote. It just was never in question after that. In the third quarter, it was all Wizards as they outscored by nine. And then the fourth, they outscored by 13 points. I mean, what happened? And honestly, uh, if you go into this week, I don't know that I expected the Wizards to come out swinging like they did, but they were super impressive. Uh, 2-0 and on the night. A lot to like from the Wizards in this one. Now, you know, you talk about the, the defending champion Knicks. Where's that team? What happened to that team? Uh, you weren't seeing it here, and, and you, weren't see, you aren't seeing it on the season. Uh, the only team they seem to really have any chance of beating is the Lakers, and the Lakers are bad. And just like that, by the way, Knicks lose, and Lakers are now tied with the Knicks. Knicks had that short lead. They are back into the cellar, though, at least as far as record is concerned. Uh, both only two wins on the season. Now, you wonder uh, why the Wizards were able to dominate in that second half? Uh, it was many, many different things as far as uh, what they were able to accomplish on the offensive end. But you also saw a Knicks team that just didn't seem to be in the game. Uh, a big big guy I want to give a shout-out to is Demon JT, able to score 10 points in that fourth quarter and actually finish with a nice double-double. It was good to see from him. Now, Dave Fry, who has been one of the leaders uh, as far as the Wizards are concerned, he was very, very much into this game, not only on the court, but in the arena as well. He was talking trash, and you definitely saw him getting fired up. Honestly, this is one of those games where you really just are so impressed with the team itself, and Wizards on both ends were able to shine. Now, there's one player I want to give uh, a quick point out to, which is Goofy. Here's the thing, and we talked about this with Authentic African last year, and we're seeing it now with Goofy. Goofy is a fantastic player. But he can't get the job done on his own. He needs help. And if you look at what this team is able to do, he had 21 points, 20 rebounds, and they still weren't in this game at all. Someone else has to step up. Whether it's Adam, we've seen games where he steps up. You just need better production out of certain players. And you weren't getting it here. And and, and on top of that, Goofy, while he did such a great job, Gilly with 16 rebounds. Gilly with 16 rebounds. That's not a joke. Uh, for the Wizards against Goofy. Goofy really dominates in the paint, and he did so 20 rebounds. But it just tells you uh, a big part of this game and why we give the uh, player of the game or the MVP of the game to the entire Wizards district team. Up and down, just a fantastic team effort. Of course, for the Knicks, we do have to give a shout-out to Goofy. 21 points, 20 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, a block, 4 turnovers, very efficient 8 of 13, 5 of 8 from the field. A lot to like from Goofy, but unfortunately not enough. Again, Wizards win this one 81-55. to This game was really never in question. We move on now to night number 2. Alright, so night number 2 is upon us, and it starts off with Magic taking on Heat Check Gaming. Who will be the victor? Starting off in this one, now... You come into this game, and both of these teams really seem to be teams heading in different directions. Uh, Magic really playing well. Heat check, it just has not worked out. A big reason that has hurt the Heat Check Gaming is they made the trade for Hood, and I would say if they could go back in time, I don't think that they would. As far as this 
team looks. Hood has not been good. They have, you know, he's. I believe he's had one game since he joined Heat Check Gaming, where you were, where you were like, oh, all right, that's pretty good. And the crazy thing is, when you traded for Hood, I think you really thought you were going to get someone that's going to be able to really help out at the point guard position, and that's going to be able to put up some good numbers and help out Hot Shot. And that has not been the case whatsoever. Uh, a big reason why the game went the way that it did here, Magic, while they did look really solid in the first half, weren't really able to pull away in that first half. But in the second half, specifically in that third quarter, I mean, they really shined. They really, really shined. And a big part of that was they were able to hit free throws and actually get to the line more than the heat check were. Plus, they were able to outscore from the three-point line. And those are two things that can really make a huge difference. Looking at the final score in this one, 65-52, Magic take it. Ultimately, again, we've talked about this this week, but this ended up being a score that probably was closer than the game really was. I don't know that you really felt that it was ever in question. As Aside from the fourth quarter, the Magic won every single quarter. And even in the fourth, they only lost that quarter by three points. So it's not like it was any sort of a dominating performance from the Heat on either end of the court. For the Magic, got to give player of the game to Reezy. Reezy has had just a fantastic season. Lots to watch for from him. 24 points, 2 rebounds, 12 assists, just 3 turnovers. Looking over to the heat check side of things, we know we're not giving much of a a shout-out to Hood, but Hotshot dominated once again. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. Although 5 personal fouls isn't ideal, but we'll take 2 turnovers and 9 of 13 shooting. Very efficient for him. One thing I've started to notice that's kind of a trend, you can win games in the NBA 2K League, but generally you can't win games, not only just if you have like one really dominant player, but it almost seems like if you have one dominant player is a center or a big man, it's just not going to get the job done. You really need a combination of a center with a good point guard. That is really something that you have not seen from the heat check. And actually, we talk about that. Reezy and King Cam. How about that? A big man and a point guard getting the job done. Your final score, once again, 65-52, Magic Beat, Heat Check Gaming. Next on the list, we have Hawks Talon taking on T-Wolves Gaming. And this is one of the ugliest games we've ever seen in the NBA 2K League. It's funny. We talked just now about Heat Check and how they've gone the wrong direction after their trade. Guess who's actually played better, not just since their trade, but since they got rid of their coach, and that is T-Wolves Gaming. Last week, T-Wolves struggled a bit as they had one of the worst performances ever just in terms of losing a lead, and they weren't going to let that happen this week. And honestly, start to finish, this was an absolute blowout. Crazy thing is, the Wolves actually were not the better team coming in record-wise. Granted, T-Wolves Gaming, though, they came into this game saying, enough is enough. We are going to put our stamp on week number eight, and they did just that. Now, Bear to Beast, absolutely phenomenal. His name says it all as he beasted out in this game. And he was uh, the guy you heard from on the court as well as in the arena. How about this? Sets a career high for himself, 30 points. And efficiency is key, 9 of 12 from the field. 8 of 10 from the free throw line. It doesn't get much better than that. Although, you want to know a better stat? Bear to Beast himself almost outscored the entire Hawks team in the first half. Let that sink in as he just missed it by two points. Now, it wasn't just one guy that leads you to a game like this. It was an entire team effort. And you know where this game really changed? Not the first quarter, not the second quarter, not the third quarter, but ultimately the fourth quarter. Here's a look at how things went. 
We're talking six-point game in the first quarter. Now, T-Wolves only up by six. Now, they make it 18 going into the halftime. They make it 22 in the third. But when you outscore a team 35-14 to 14 in a fourth quarter, that's all she wrote. You only scored two points. If you're the Hawks, you only scored two points in the second quarter? What is that? I mean, just nothing to like. Honestly, nothing to like. I'm going to give nobody a shout-out for Hawks talent. And I am going to give player of the game, though, to Bear to Beast. We talked about how he set that career high, 30 points, nine assists to go along with that, a steal, just two turnovers, only a single foul. Very, very solid game from him. Four of four from three. Doesn't get more efficient than that. Hawks, what happened? This was really, really, really troubling to see. Definitely not their week. Again, final score, 84-41, to 41, more than double. T-Wolves take out Hawkstown GC. Next game on night number two, week eight, we have a much better contest. Raptors Uprising taking on the Pacers. Raptors Uprising hoping to uh, uh, have a, a, a good performance in this one. They struggled earlier in the week. Now, it was right off the bat, Raptors looking pretty solid. They got out to a 4 nothing advantage, and they were able to uh, actually keep that advantage and even grow upon it through most of the first quarter. Now, big thing that hurt the Pacers, they were not able to get good shots, or at least they were not able to make shots. And on top of that, they just did not value the basketball. Turnovers were hurting them, and 16-7 to was what the score was heading into the second quarter. Now, the second quarter, we did see a little bit more as far as the Pacers' side of the basketball were concerned, and they were able to get a little closer, but... Uh, Four points was as close as they were able to get. Raptors went on another run, and it was a 10-point game at halftime. A big reason for that, by the way, was Sick, who had nine points and five rebounds in that first half. And on top of that, looking over to the Pacers, their best player, five points and three rebounds as far as Carr, that's not going to get the job done, and a big reason why they were down 10 at the half. Now, in the second half, I don't know what was said in the locker room, but you saw a different Pacers team but would it be enough to make a comeback? 10 points was the advantage at halftime, and in that first portion of the third quarter, they were able to cut that down, but going into the fourth quarter, it wasn't enough. It was 13 points. Ultimately, the Pacers were able to outshine them, or ultimately, the Raptors were able to outshine the Pacers in that third quarter, and ultimately, it really never got close again. Look at the final score of this one. 53-46 53-46 to 46 is your final. Now, I credit the Pacers for not going quietly into the night. They were able to outscore in that fourth quarter 18-12. to 12. But again, when you've built that big double-digit lead at halftime, or double-digit deficit at halftime, and then in the third quarter it gets worse, it's tough in just six minutes to really make a comeback. Final score, again, 53-46. Raptors beat the Pacers. For the Raptors, I give player of the game nod to Kenny. 22 points, 2 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, Three turnovers, no fouls. Looking over Pacers' side of the ball, not one guy necessarily jumps out. uh, But I will say, Ramo, 12 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal. Was a pretty good stat line uh, as far as I'm concerned. But ultimately, I will say, Pacers in general did a good job of rebounding the basketball. They actually won the rebounding battle. Now, they lost the turnover battle. They also lost the assist battle. And as we've talked about in previous weeks, those are two of the statistics that really end up costing teams. And you lose those two, you ultimately lose the game. Now, the final game of night number two, we have Pistons GT taking on the 76ers. And I'll tell you this, if you thought that Wolves game was bad, you're not getting, any, you're not getting much better in this one. 
And what I don't know, what is it about when game when teams get blown out? What is it about the second quarter in the Wolves game? We saw a second quarter that the Wolves just absolutely destroyed the Hawks. How about in this one? Twenty to eight was the advantage for 76ers GC in quarter two. I mean, final score in this game, 95 points the Pistons let up. You know how many points they scored? 54. 95 to 54 was your final. This was such a blowout. There's not a whole lot to talk about. We will go over a few things, but ultimately, this is one you can definitely uh, skip if uh, you're looking for more important games to catch you up on NBA 2K League action. Now, 76ers with this win moved to 7-4. and four. Pistons GT, 1-9. and nine. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Not much to like if you are a fan of the Pistons. Now, the Sixers started off hitting strong and early, and they looked so good. 6-3 to three was the early advantage, and honestly, the Sixers never looked back. Pistons, by the way, while they were okay in the first quarter, and it wasn't really... Th- you know, the start of the game that decided this one. It was it was basically wire to wire for the Sixers. In the second quarter, they got their lead up to 12 points. And as we talked about earlier, Pistons barely scored. I mean, they barely scored. And just with like that, 40 to 23 is your score at halftime. You're not going to come back from that, right? Well, ZDS in the first half was a big reason for that. 19 points. He led the way. As far as the Pistons were concerned, uh, you actually got a pretty solid effort in that first half from May. 12 points, 6 boards. But that's a big man. And we talked about it. Big men need help from the guards. And that is something you did not see from the Pistons. Third quarter, more of the same. Not much to like for the Pistons. They lost that quarter 24-13. to 28 points was the Sixers' lead. And they never looked back. Looking at the player of the game, 476ers GC. Lots of players to like, but the guy we're going to give a shout-out to, of course, is ZDS. 42 points. Not a typo. 42 points, four assists, two steals, but we're not going to stop there. Radiant, what a double-double. 34 points, 15 assists, and a steal, just two turnovers. Fantastic performances from them. Love 76ers GC who are getting hot at the right time. For the Pistons, May was fantastic. 23 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. Although, here's the kicker. Five fouls, five turnovers, that's not great. But you need help if you're May. May has been consistent throughout this season. One of my favorite players in the 2K League. And someone's got to step up if they're going to have chances to win games or even have an impact in some of these tournaments. Final score again, 76ers beat the Pistons 95-54. to When that will do it for night two action, we have five more games coming up on night number three. So night number three is upon us. A few storylines that I'm watching for. Things like T-Wolves Gaming, can they keep up their hot play? That's going to be important. Grizz Gaming, can they right the ship? Will they get good performances from players like Vandy? We know what we're going to get out of guys like Authentic African. Heat Check, are they able to find a way to get back on the right track and maybe find a way to win? Lots of things to watch for on night number three. First of which, we have Bucks Gaming taking on Magic Gaming. For anyone hoping for a better night three than we had on the first two nights as far as competitiveness, we didn't start off strong. Bucks Gaming taking on the Magic. Now, the Magic were coming into this game as hot as can be. They were on a three-game win streak. But the Bucks, really solid team. And unfortunately for the Magic, these teams come in actually uh, with almost identical records. But the Bucks, my goodness, from start to finish, 
were clearly the better team. And you want to know a big part of that was defense, as they were able to just just put a stranglehold on the Magic's off uh, the Magic's offensive end. Defense was key. Not even one guy though; it was an t- entire team effort from the Bucks, and that was from start to finish. Now, in the second quarter and in the third quarter, you want to talk about stopping a team. The Magic scored just eleven points. Think about that. We talked about earlier how teams struggle in that second quarter, and that's been consistent in a lot of these big matchups. We do see teams struggle in the second quarter, but generally we see a little bit of an uptick after halftime. Not this time. 11 total points. Seriously, 11 total points? That's not going to get the job done. If you want to know how you're going to lose a basketball game, two quarters don't show up. That's going to be a big reason for it. Bucks Gaming, leading scorer, Big Meek. Able to be at this game. That's actually the second uh, game, or actually the third game, uh, that he's missed. Uh, we're not actually sure why. It's one of those things where there are some some times where players have personal reasons, things like that. The team's not comfortable sharing that. We completely understand that. Hopefully, uh, whatever's going on with Big Meek uh, will be addressed uh, or will will get better eventually. But on this night, it didn't matter that he wasn't there as he was uh, not necessarily needed. Would they have liked him? Of course. But how about Plondo stepping up in Big Meek's absence? And he was just phenomenal. 36 points. 15 of 25 shooting, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and 4 block shots. No surprise, he is our player of the game for the Bucks. On the Magic side of things, you can uh, understand in a blowout game like this, which of course, final score by the way, 67-41. to 41. We've had too many blowout games this week, and I'm hoping that we start to see a little bit better performance from some of these teams that have struggled lately. But yeah, 67-41, Bucks take out Magic Gaming. Taking a look, by the way, at the Magic side of things, though, I, the only guy that really stood out to me much was Reezy. He was, you know, 10 points, 8 assists, but even he, 6 turnovers. How about the totals here? 17 of 37 from the field, 4 of 17 from 3. My goodness. Uh, not much to write home about, and the Bucks just dominate from start to finish. Now, game number two brings up what we had talked about earlier. T-Wolves Gaming, their first game of this week, just a blowout victory over the Hawks. What are they going to do here in game number two as they take on Jazz Gaming? This is going to be a a pretty important matchup, I would say, for both teams. Now, Jazz sitting around 500, Wolves trying to get get back up to 500. So lots of things to like for both teams. Who will be the victor? Now, uh, to start off this game early on, you had... Uh, a T-Wolves game, again, 84-41 to 41 was the score in their last game. And you saw that they were able to take that momentum and bring it in here. Bear to Beast, fantastic once again. How about this? 20 points in the first quarter. That should tell you quite a bit about what kind of a game the T-Wolves played. Now, Jazz Gaming, a team that's not just going to you know flop away like you saw from the, the, the Hawks in the earlier matchup with the T-Wolves Gaming. They had to find a way to either bring it on the offensive end, bring it on the defensive end. Something had to happen. And little by little, you saw a Jazz team that was able to fight two points is all they were down at halftime, which is huge. You go into that third quarter, and you have a little bit of momentum, and the Jazz hope to not, you know, we talk about how important that second quarter has been to some of these games. In any of these blowout matchups, the second quarter has been crucial. But just as much so, if you're going to stay in a game, you got to find a way to come out of halftime on fire. So out of halftime, which team is going to be the victor? Which team is going to be able to pull away? 
And unfortunately for the Wolves, they weren't able to really build much in that third quarter. But ultimately, neither were the Jazz. And so you go into that fourth quarter, it is just a two-point advantage. I mean, sorry, a three-point advantage going into the fourth quarter. But you know what? That was all that mattered. Because in that fourth quarter, the Wolves shined. 15-7 to was their advantage in that fourth quarter. And ultimately, that was all she wrote. They moved to 2-8 and eight on the week, T-Wolves Gaming Dose. And obviously, we talked about how important Bear to Beast was with that 19 points in the first half. He finished with 23 for the game. So not as dominant in the second half as you saw in that first half. But still, a really solid performance overall from him in this game. Uh, and added to that, and this is why he's our player of the game, 11 assists. How about that? 11 assists. And we talked about earlier how Heat Check probably regrets the trade they made with the Wolves getting Hood. You know who doesn't regret that? That would be T-Wolves. Jay Money stepped up in this game, 22 points, 9 of 14 shooting, very effective. And JoJo adds 17 points as well, 9 rebounds. This was a team effort for the Timberwolves gaming, and we are going to talk about that for sure. And how about this? 10 of 13 from three-point range. You want to win a basketball game, that's how you do it. You find a way to be productive from the three-point line, especially when you compare it to the Jazz gaming. Just 7 of 21, such a huge difference. Uh, Looking at some of the other things we normally do as far as things are concerned, uh, Wolves actually turned the ball over more, but I think part of that was they were the more aggressive team. Uh, They also had 19 assists to just 17. Um, Credit the Jazz. They won the rebounding battle. But the biggest difference, again, was three-point shooting. Final score, T-Wolves Gaming take it 69-60. to Three more games on the Week 8 slate, and we start off with Grizz Gaming taking on Pacers Gaming. Now, Pacers have been struggling recently on a bit of a losing streak. Before that, you had really seen a Pacers team that you thought was one of the best teams in the league. But all of a sudden, they're struggling. Going into this one, which team are we going to see? The earlier matchup team where the Pacers were looking really solid or the team we've seen recently. I think one thing we've seen from the Pacers gaming and the reason why we've seen a little bit of inconsistency is a team that doesn't really understand how best to utilize their different players, whether it be where they're going to use them, whether it be their archetype. There's lots of things that a team has to work out to really be successful. And in this game, I felt like the Pacers started to see that a little bit. Uh, Part of that was whether it was Swizzerk at point guard looked really solid. He was able to uh, find a way to to hit some nice shots. And and on top of that, you got some really good performances from players like Lord Beezus at center, Ramo at power forward. Those are going to be super important. And and this is actually another example of what we've seen this week, but being loud or being uh, boisterous not only on the court but in the arena, making yourself heard, talking trash, just being out there and being vocal. I think that's really shown as something that's been super important this week. Now, uh, early on, the Grizz actually had a nice performance, and they were winning. And in the first half, they were able to stay with the Pacers and not only stay with them, but going into halftime, you had the Grizzlies actually had the two-point advantage. Not a huge thing, but that was the advantage. Unfortunately, out of halftime, bam, Huge punch from the Pacers. They are able to have a 19-11 advantage in that third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, they kept it up 19-15 to advantage. Final score in this one, 69-59. to Pacers win it, and they right the ship, stopping the losing streak in its tracks. Now, you want to talk about why this happened? Guys like J-Rod weren't able to get the job done. He Think about this. One of eight shooting, 
one of six from three. You think that's going to win a basketball game? We talked about how important shooting threes are and being efficient at any facet of the game. They didn't do that. Now, uh, shout out to Vandy. He tried his best. 20 points. He was able to get 20 points, which is huge. Normally, you watch this. And, and you think, all right, if Authentic African shows up, which he did, and if you're able to get someone else to step up, you find a way to win a basketball game. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And a big part of that, let's look at this one. We need Vandy to step up. If you're a Grizz fan, you watch these games, you say, I need you to step up. I need you to be efficient. He was efficient, 7 of 13, 4 of 8 from 3. You know what hurts, though? 10 assists is great. 6 turnovers, not going to get the job done. He had almost as many turnovers himself as you had from Pacers gaming as a whole. So that's, I mean, that's really part of the reason why they lost here. We're going to give player of the game nod to Ramo, 20 points, five rebounds, eight assists, three steals, no turnovers. Fantastic. For Grizz Gaming, you know, I'm going to give it to Authentic African. Good effort from Vandy, good effort from Kel, but unfortunately not enough. But Authentic, 16 points, 12 rebounds, two assists. You know, part of me at a certain point is looking for Grizz Gaming to eventually move on from Authentic, trade him, try to write, maybe restart things, and get Authentic African to a team that's going to be able to support him a little better. We said it early on, you need not just a big man, but you need good point guard play. Six turnovers is not getting the job done. Again, your final score, 59-69, Pacers beat Grizz Gaming. Two, ga- two games left on the week and on night number three. We start off with Heat Check Gaming, Jazz Gaming. This ended up being one of the best games that we had of the entire week. Now, not totally surprising since there were a lot of blowouts, but this game was fantastic. Uh, a good a good way to describe this one was competitive. Both teams off the start came to play and were trying to re- trying to find a way to win. Jazz Gaming coming off of their uh, loss to the Wolves, and then you of course look to Heat Check Gaming, who really struggled in their first matchup of the week. Uh, talking about uh, similar teams in terms of game, Jazz Gaming trying to get to 500, Heat Check just trying to get close to 500 as they come into this game really, really struggling. Now, seeding is going to be pretty important too. Because both these teams are so close, seeding is going to be crucial uh, when it comes to uh, the ticket tournament, which is coming up. So you know both these teams really want wins. Heat Check Gaming tried something different. Now, Hood, the guy that we talked about, wasn't able to do much. He's been really, really bad after after he's been really, really bad after that trade. Once the Heat Check Gaming got him, he just hasn't done much. They actually took Majestic, who had been uh, doing okay, I guess, uh, as a power forward, moved him to point. And now the team one and four since they traded for Hood. What does that tell you? Probably should have done something sooner, but unfortunately they didn't. And here we go. Majestic was the man at point guard. What kind of a difference was it going to make? Uh, hopefully a big one. Now, what thing was nice is while moving Hood, he was actually able to do a little bit more at least, uh, not exactly jumping out of the gym, but he was able to have a more productive game away from the point guard spot than he was at it. So that's one thing to watch for going forward. Is that going to stay the same? Are they going to keep tinkering? Or maybe they've made the decision, this is where we want to go from now on. We want to have Hood play off the ball, and hopefully that's where he's most effective. Now, shooting guard, how about him? 8 of 8 from the field, 19 points. That's how you get the job done. And if you're Miami, that's the kind of efficiency you need if you're going to find a way to win the basketball game. Now, you know why this game, you know where this game really, really changed? 
let's take a look at the uh, the specifics as far as uh, quarter to quarter are concerned. Now, Hecheck built a nice two point lead in that first quarter, but man, looking in between uh, that second quarter, we we said in other games how when you get blown out, second quarter is crucial. Nineteen to eleven, that's what the difference was. Jazz gaming taking quarter number two, but. In addition to that, of course, do you come out strong with some momentum in that third quarter? And the heat check did, and they were able to get right back into this game, which was huge. A 20-13 to 13 advantage in that third quarter for heat check gaming kept them in this matchup. If you want to watch, if you have only a few minutes to watch games or watch replays from this last weekend, I promise you, I want you to watch the last minute of this contest. It was as close as a game could get. And you're talking right at the end of the game. Now, with six seconds left, Hotshot is able to find a way to get a shot off. And just like that, uh, you know, you thought that maybe the game was over because you got a really big bucket from the Jazz uh, just before that. But Heatcheck found a way to get the ball to Hotshot, gets that close shot in the paint. And again, there's six seconds left. So I'm just trying to paint this picture here. Six seconds left. Now, Jazz Gaming do have the ball, they advance it up the court. And actually, you saw a really nice play where somebody was all on the baseline, cut back door. That was actually how they got the go-ahead bucket earlier. But in this case, it did not work. And they actually got the turnover, or what you thought would be the turnover, of course. But in the, on this night, honestly, Jazz Gaming seemed like they could really do no wrong. Now, keep in mind, at this point, the game is tied. But just like that, uh, you had Rhea grab this bounce. So, what should have been a turnover, Rhea finds a way to get the ball. But not only does he get the ball, as he's grabbing it, he somehow gets a foul call. And, and if you watch this game, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. It's a, I get that it's a video game, and I get that it's one of those things. It's coding or whatever. And it's not, like there's a, it's not like there's a guy there that says, oh, that's a foul or that's not a foul. Watch it closely. Some people are um, you know, a little upset the way this worked. And uh, he does knock down a free throw. And because that, Jazz Gaming take a one-point lead and a desperation alley-oop attempt fails for Heat Check Gaming. Heat Check Gaming ends up falling 64-63. to So just a one-point loss for Heat Check Gaming. I really appreciate the effort that they had in this game. I love that they came out and tried to find a way to, to get back uh, – on the good side of this season, but unfortunately it was not meant to be as, again, Jazz Gaming take this one. Final game of the night, and we're not going to talk much on this one because Pistons, again, my goodness, Pistons just get blown out of the water. My, I mean, if you're a Pistons fan, if you're a fan of Pistons GT, I feel bad because this team has been just abysmal. Uh, you know, as far as this game is concerned, uh, Pistons losing this game, they moved to 1-10 on the season. They are dead last. We talked about earlier in the week how Lakers got a win. Uh, you had teams that were struggling, got wins, at least just enough to move ahead. But, man, the Pistons, 1-10. And, and they're taking on Grizz Gaming. Grizz Gaming has been a very much a mixed bag. But in this game, you got it all. As the final score, 96-62. to And that is not a typo. That is an absolute domination from Grizz Gaming. Now, uh, in the first quarter, both teams actually were able to uh, get theirs 21 points apiece in that first quarter. But just like that, Grizz Gaming came out swinging in that second quarter, and they were actually able to outscore 27 to 14 in that third quarter. And again, every single blowout, it's all starting in that second quarter. Generally, now there, there's been a few exceptions. Sometimes teams just don't have it from start to finish. But the Pistons were there in that first quarter. What happened? 
And and it just seemed like Grizz Gaming, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, were in a different league. I mean, honestly, completely different teams. And and it's really unfortunate for Pistons GT as they were really never in this game after that first quarter. Now, they were. it's weird because in the first quarter, you watched a Pistons team that was able to score and was able to get some stops. In the rest of the game, though, it was just very strange uh, watching a different team. Tons of turnovers. They just did not value the basketball. Uh, at times, you know, they moved the ball really well and actually uh, were able to share the basketball quite a bit. 19 assists. They almost actually uh, won the assist battle. But again, think about this. When it's 96-62, do you think they won the assist battle? No, they did not. That 19 wasn't enough. Grizzlies, 22 assists final in this game. Pistons actually did not even shoot the ball well, but they also didn't take advantage. We talk about turnovers. As a result, they didn't get a lot of shots off. So it didn't even matter whether they were efficient or not as they had a lot less opportunities on that offensive end. Looking at the box score, I got to give a shout-out. Player of the game for Grizz Gaming. Give it to none other than Authentic African. 18 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, a block, just a single turnover. On the Pistons side of the basketball, I do have to say, good job by Dev Goss. 25 points, 3 assists, a steal and a block, 3 turnovers, but 11 of 16 from the field. No misses from three-point land, three of three. Solid effort, but it was not meant to be. And by the way, we normally like what we see out of May, but in this game, May needed to be better. Eight turnovers, only seven points. More turnovers than points, more turnovers than rebounds. Well, tied, I guess, eight and eight, but that's not going to get the job done. Again, your final score, Grizz 96, Pistons GT 62. That does it for week three action. Now, it's a good idea at this point. We will take a look at power rankings. Give us an idea of what's in store for the ticket tournament. Sometimes we go over power rankings at this point in the show, but this week we're actually just going to take an advantage of the ticket tournament coming up, and we're going to take kind of a deep dive into that, starting off by going over just what the ticket is. Now, the ticket is the third and actually the final 2K League tournament of the season. There's 20 games, single elimination, and it is played over three days. Now, it's going to be June 13th, uh, a Thursday, and it's going to end on Saturday, June 15th. And this is going to take place at the Fortress at Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. Now, all 21 teams are going to be a part of this. uh, 4 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, 5 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, and 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, June 15th. And again, all the games will be live-streamed on NBA 2K League's Twitch, as well as their YouTube channel also. Now, the biggest thing, and the reason why this is called The Ticket, is because this is how you win your ticket to the postseason. That's how you do it. You win this tournament, and you are in. That's just it. You don't even have, you could be the worst team. You could be I mean, it doesn't even matter. Pistons, we talk about how the Pistons have struggled. If the Pistons win this tournament, they are in. They are in the playoffs. Now, the only way the top eight teams in the league are going to make the playoffs is if one of those top eight teams wins this one. There's a lot to play for. This is arguably the most important tournament you will play in your NBA 2K League life. Now, not only that, how about this? You are competing for a prize pool of $180,000. 
uh, and half of the, over half of that is actually going to go to the winner. So not only is there incentive to make the playoffs and to put your mark on the NBA 2K League, but there's some money, cash money involved, and who doesn't want that? To go over to the specifics, 90720 go to first place, second place, 29760 third and fourth place, 15360 each, and fifth place, 7200 So guys are in here to get some money. Guys are in here to get wins. There is a lot to like about this one. Uh, moving on from that, let's take a look at, uh, this is actually an article from NBA 2K League's website, uh, 2kleague.nba.com. The ticket powered by AT&T, how each team stacks up. And I just want to kind of quickly go over this as opposed to going over our normal power rankings. Now, some of it, if you watch the 2K League, is going to be obvious. Now, that's the favorites. We'll start with them. How about this? Favorites, number one overall seed, the Blazer Gaming. Obviously, they are on a 10-game winning streak. Lots to like about them. Of course, you have the MVP, MVP candidates, Mama, I'm Dat Man, One Wild Walnut looking to repeat. There's a lot to like about what they can do. Now, here's the only thing. They have struggled in tournament play, so that's going to be crucial that they right the ship. Now, when the season's over, are they going to be in the playoffs no matter what? Yes, 100% they're going to be there. They don't need to win this tournament. So they, have, they don't have as much to lose as some of these other teams. So I'll tell you right now, my pick, not going to be the Blazers. That is not the team that I'm going to pick to win at all. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a, maybe a dark horse team. I guess we'll see. The other two teams that are some of the favorites, Mavs Gaming. Now, one thing that's kind of nice for them, they lost their first game of the season, so that kind of hurts them, but they did have a nice bye week. And so... They had time to prepare for the ticket tournament. Not every team can say that. And yes, they had one loss. But does that really matter in the grand scheme of things? As long as you figure out what you did wrong there, it's easy enough to be successful in the ticket tournament. Another team to watch for is Warriors Gaming. Now, they actually won the turn. Can they also win the ticket? They do have a shot. I think they have as good a shot as most teams, and they've been really, really solid ever since they won that uh, championship in Las Vegas. They've been 4-2 over those six games. A lot to like. Will they be a team that wins it? That's not my pick. Although, if they won it, it would not shock me. Lastly, we have 76ers GT. Now, they had a little bit of a struggle for uh, kind of in the middle there, but now they are on the, on the right path. They've won three straight. In fact, one of those, of course, as we talked about, 95 points. So the last game going into the ticket tournament, you scored 95 points. Talk about momentum. Huge. Very huge. And... Um, if they get the same player that just scored 42 points in ZDS in this tournament, I think the sky is the limit for them. Now, moving on, not just the favorites. Now we have, as they put it, the contenders, the guys that are right there, and, and you could see winning it all. Uh, you have Celtics Crossover Gaming. They've been an interesting team. Uh, some ups and downs, but I like what they've been able to bring to the game. You have Magic Gaming in there, Kings Guard Gaming, Bucks Gaming as well. Now, so one, pe- one person pointed out their seed is one of the most egregious, uh, as they pointed out. They are actually seeded 14th. Uh, they've struggled a little bit uh, uh, you know, throughout the season, but ultimately have really been solid, and they were able to make it to the quarterfinals and the semifinals in the earlier tournaments. So some people uh, think that they kind of got screwed. Plus, they've won their last two games, and arguably there's, a, there's no team that they can't play up against. You then have Pacers Gaming uh, at 16th um, is another team that is mentioned. Now, they are 2-4 and four, last six games, so that's not exactly ideal, but we've seen a Pacers team that if they can find the right combination of players uh, and use them correctly, they could be a team to be reckoned with, but ultimately, I am not too scared of Pacers Gaming. 
Looking at the next, they have the Dark Horses. Uh, they have Nets GC is third. Uh, they might appear, this, I'm just going to read this directly, uh, they, that maybe they're overseeded. Uh, we talk about how a team, some of the other teams maybe didn't get the best seed like the Bucks. Uh, maybe maybe Nets are overseeded, but that's a pretty good squad nonetheless. Uh, Cavs Legion is another Dark Horse mentioned. You have Wizards District. And then lastly, T-Wolves Gaming. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to pick T-Wolves Gaming. That is the team I think is going to win the ticket tournament. Now, Jay Money has been absolutely phenomenal ever since they traded for him. I think getting Hood onto a different team just maybe lightened things up and made their team perform a little better as well. You saw Bear to Beast shine at the point guard position. There's a lot to like from them. They've looked pretty good in the tournaments, and if they can continue their strong play that they just had going 2-0 and these last two games, I think uh, there's something to be said about that team. Now, lastly, they show the long shots. And I'll be honest, if you look over the long shots, I'm just going to say they're the no-chancers, whether it's Grizz. Actually, I take that back. Long shot is still probably the best way to put this. There are some teams, though, that I don't think have any chance of winning this. Pistons GT, Lakers, and the Knicks. I'm sorry, but I I don't see it. I just don't see it. Now, could there be a team that finds a way to to surprise people. They mentioned Heat Check Gaming here, and I'm going to 100% agree. Heat Check Gaming is a team, if they can find a way to unlock Hood, get that guy that has been that was you know one of the best scorers of season one, if they can get him unlocked, and you talk about Hotshot, how good he's been inside, whew, that's a team to be reckoned with, but we haven't seen it. Could we see it here, though? That's going to be the difference. And if I was to pick one team that could maybe surprise some people, I'm, I would say Heat Check Gaming. Uh, the other teams they mention are Grizz Gaming, the Raptors, Jazz, and Hawks. Of course, these are just kind of the last few teams left. I don't, I don't really necessarily see them having a shot at this. Uh, again, I would, I would argue that most of these teams don't have much of a chance. But their only chance of making the playoffs, if you're one of these teams, is to win this tournament. So stranger things have happened. You've been listening to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Again, you can find us every Wednesday and Thursday on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. On top of that, we can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Podium, iTunes, anywhere else great podcasts are found. And until next week, keep it 2000. From your team's first right title It's only right one quarter till your name hangs with idols Preparations yeah. everything Fundamental vital Each game is survival Never Drop be true A lot of music through your sound Like the Miami Heat And we'll be in South Beach They be showing us love Takes it up Oh, yeah, man Right here's a rip Running club for fun National Basketball Association To the rim Reach Get that lead out Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world first all in one console solution for podcasters of all levels, featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. 
The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.